Yo, what up? Welcome to Counter Currents. This is host Petey Steele with my co-host is Elena Torres. And that's it. Yeah, no special no guests. No special guests, just the two of us, another Back to Basics episode. You got a fucking problem with that? We're no. special. No, we are special. We're the best. This is like 63, I think. I've been losing count of the numbers. Yeah, that's how too. many we've been we've been doing. Been delinquent for, too. Yeah, exactly. Last one was Kim Congdon. It was awesome. Oh, yeah, I missed that one. Yeah. I was gone. Oh, it was so much fun. She's yeah? the coolest. I mean, the feature for and everything. That was her first headline. Oh, really? Ever. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. It was a weird weekend. I mean, it was like cool and weird like the first show none of the shows got more than like 25 or 30 mm-hmm. and the first one was like a 18 or 15 or something right and that's not typically the way you want to start a weekend like the momentum right. going in but i told her i was like you know listen my first headline up at Hanover was two people so you gotta show <laughs> that's right dude, it was no matter what you'll get a story out of it yeah. at least um It'll be a blast, and we had a great time. And, and it's just good to, like, practice, I, I mean, I think, just being a headliner. Because that's, yeah. actually, my husband and I were talking about this last night. So, because my husband was like, it's funny to me, because you spend years and years in all these shitty bars, and working, you know, all these shitty clubs, and then once you're really good, the clubs that you're doing, the audiences are the easiest, and, like, the hottest, and most ready to laugh. Mm-hmm. Like he used comedy seller as an example. Like that comedy seller crowd is so ready to laugh. Yeah. Oh fuck. And yeah. it's like, and in many ways, it's a lot easier to crush there than it is on like half the shit we do. Yeah, it is. But what I said to him it was like, yeah, once you get on the on those clubs, because people are going to a cl- comedy club, like they're ready to laugh. But at the same time, like when you're doing those clubs, you're also headlining other places, and you can't fuck up a headline. No. Like, that's the real pressure. Like, when oh, people yeah. are paying to come see you, like, yep. you can't you can't wing that and, like, totally. hope for a hot crowd. Because it's so like they paid. I'm so glad both those people were on board. They were, they were awesome. They were, they were the best two-person crowd I've ever performed in front of. Because <laughs> I hosted for that show. And they were, they were awesome. They were dolls. Yeah, yeah. They were, they were so happy to be there. They were laughing it up. They were, they were like, the greatest audience members, yeah. those two people. Yeah, I mean, it almost didn't feel like a rep, but it was a great story. But it was like an exhibition sure. match or something. Yeah, you know? I did like all new shit. They were loving it. It was so fun. And I will say, probably my first like, you know, full headline may well be at that same club. Oh, really? Have you been talking to them? No, but I just imagine like, all right. I mean, I put it like this. Right now, I would say I'm like a being fair, like a middling to. A little better than middling feature like my okay. 20 is solid but it's got some patches that could always be worked on like it, it, it's amazing i've always said this well i mean it's also like that's how you feel but i've yeah. seen your 20 like your 20 is pretty strong like it's like a, it's a good feature set well, i appreciate it's that. a very solid feature set for anybody yeah yeah no you're right but i you know it's funny though because you look at it and you say like, I'm, I was telling a joke. I can't remember. Well, I do remember, but I'm not going to say which one. But mm-hmm. it, um, I thought of, like, one tag I could use to tighten it up. And holy fuck, it, like, tightens it way up. Like, yeah. where it was before. And I've been telling the joke now for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow. Like, just one little 
squeaky, you know, twist and turn. Totally. To totally turn up a joke. And it's a great joke. It's my um, my trans joke, I tell right, you. Know? Right, right. But just one little turn of phrase in right. one of the lines just makes it like, boom. And I'm like, wow. So isn't it funny how that works? Like one day you've been telling this joke for I don't know how long. And one day you like get this. Look, you're like, hey, why don't I just add that? Yeah. And then you add it and it's great. It's like, why didn't I think of this this whole time? Right. It's just so weird how that happens. But it happens all the time. Totally. All the time. But yeah. So like when I do stuff like that and I think about strengthening up a 20 and then you think, oh, yeah, your 20 still needs like tiny bit of work and whatnot uh-huh. you're like oh, i don't know if i'm gonna be headlining anytime soon i mean other than like a club with like a you know a small a lower barrier to entry let's say well everybody starts headlining at lower barrier to entry clubs right and i think of like anything sure. like there's a lot of practice involved sure. it also depends like what industry credits you get like True. some people start headlining too fast because they'll get like a role on some TV show or something. I've seen that. And everybody's like, oh, I know who this person is, but your role on your TV show doesn't inform how well you're going to do at stand up. And so then they start headlining and it's like, oh, yikes. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, yeah. We've had. People. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, we we see a lot of headliners now because since we have, you know, and we, we've had people of a lot of different levels mm-hmm. on here. You know, we've had people who have been headlining and our bigger name you know pretty big names in comedy on our podcast and been headlining for you know over 25 years and then we've had people who have been headlining for their first time yeah and all over that map we've seen people that you're like you got some work to do and other people that may be super new and you're like god damn yeah you're such a good comic like Like, uh, you know who I hadn't heard of who was so good you actually weren't there for this episode I think it was Francisco Ramos yeah that guy is so funny. Yeah, he's great. I've watched a few clips. That recently. guy is so funny. And like every joke when he was headlining was like, oh, and you're like, how is this guy not bigger than what, bigger he, than what he is? But he like everything was like perfectly worked out. Like he was such a good comic. You know, you have that. And then you have other people that you're like, oh, I've seen them in this or I know them from this. And then they'll do the headline set and you're like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've never anymore looked at anyone with like a, movie credit and been like oh they must be pretty funny no anymore well it doesn't I'm mean like, it doesn't mean anything they did in comedy or yeah yeah where they're coming around or even i mean a podcast is different than the stage to be clear but if you're on a lot of great podcasts regularly i'm going to assume you have a little bit of grit to you more so than you think yeah you yeah, think on podcasts i think because i think podcasting is such a like specific it skill is. set it is. But and like, I think if you can hold your own impromptu on something like, I don't know, Legion of Skanks, like Shane Gillis is on there all the time. Okay. He's coming. He's going to be our next guest. Yeah, next guys. It's going to be our next episode. Yeah. Kill Tony's on. Um, God, I'm forgetting things. I think you know what, dude. But, you know, he's holding his own in like a den of like wolves. That's true. That's true. To where I'm like, and I've seen his set. So in a way I'm biased. But on the other hand, I really do think that if you get invited to really hardcore podcasts as like a comic, you've got a degree of talent that's. Well, I see what you're saying, because a lot of it is just like. Also, comics having comics that they approve on on their podcast, right? It's sort of like yeah. the being you're being passed by other stand-up comics in a way. Right, 
Right. It's like a. It, yeah. It, it could be a confirmation bias. I mean, that's a, a little bit fault that could happen. But generally, I think yeah, there's there's something to it. It's not the main thing though. No. 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 I mean, the main thing is like if you've got it on stage or if you don't, which. Yeah, and I guess you just gotta wait to see, and credits be damned. That's true. Yeah, and that's true with life too, and a lot of different artists. But credits get people in the door. That's they the fucking do. Yeah, that's the thing. Oh God, we're never gonna solve this chicken. No, we're thing. no, we're not. No, we're not. Just, just thinking a little bit too much about comedy. We, uh, how was how was your New York weekend? Yo, New York was hype, and could just be i'm getting a little bit older i do a little more classier things have a little more money right you know and i was also with mom dokes you know it was kind okay of her idea and i kind of at first was like eh, i don't know if i want to do a thing with my mom you know whatever i'm 30 yeah you years but old. that's such nice like like i was actually telling my husband i was like pd went on a father i mean a mother-son trip to New York for a weekend I did like touristy stuff and Josh was like that's a great idea I should give that to my mom before yeah you know before a certain thing that's gonna happen that I'll talk about later Uh-oh. I should yeah <laughs> it's like he's like he's like yeah, I should do I that he's like, he's like I should do that with my mom because she would love that and that'd be fine I'm, I'm sure it was yeah. super nice yeah, that's such a great. cool thing to do it was great and, and it was you know she has like a lot of these Marriott points and stuff oh nice so we each had like a room you know same floor um we went to Sardi's which is this great old steakhouse and down in um the east village across from the Schubert theater okay we to see uh to kill a mockingbird with Jeff Daniels which how was it fantastic my only regret, what's his name was supposed to be in it, uh, Gabanga from The Wire, Chris Bartlow, that oh, okay. sociopathic murderer guy. He was actually from this area. Oh, really? Yeah, Gabanga Akinabi, but they put his understudy or another Oh, guy it was his night off. His night off. So, but Jeff Daniels, fantastic. It was great. I hadn't really thought of that book or that play since I'd read the book as like a teen. Right, right. I'd forgotten the ending. I, I thought it was updated maybe or made more like current and I was like, that didn't end like that. No, it fucking ended the same way. I went and Wikipedia did it after and I was Oh like, nice. Oh man, this is uh this is intense. Um but then we took a big boat ride around Manhattan on one of those circle line boats mm-hmm. and the guy was like this dude that he wasn't funny. Uh, but he definitely tried to crack jokes, but he was, like, really smart. He almost was, like, a college professor. And I, it got me thinking, like, a lot of, like, kind of maybe failed professors that are, like, shitty comedians end up being just, like, tour, tour guides. guides? Yeah. yeah, or, like, failed comics yeah. being our tour guides. Yeah. Totally. Really nice guy. Salt of the earth is, like, a New Yorker gets, and that's just because he was from Pittsburgh originally. Right, right, of course. <laughs> but he had a really good command of, like, the city history, and it's a two-and-a-half-hour tour. He's done it for 25 years, so mm-hmm. he knows every nook and cranny. And there's just so much, like, in New York you don't think about. It's so different, because I was in New York at the same time you were. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was in New York for 10 days shooting right. a movie, and I was... I was shooting, we were shooting, I was starring in this, it's an indie movie, it's probably going to come out in like a year and a half or something. Yeah. Low budget indie movie. So I was like seeing a much different hardcore, like I was doing like 12, 13 hour days. The production put me in a really nice apartment, but the apartment was in Bed-Stuy. Right. So the neighborhood was like, 
it was like real New York. Like mm -hmm. I felt like I was in an old Jay Z video, like people mm -hmm. hanging out on the stoop, mm -hmm. like all that, all like stuff, that, yeah. like that Brooklyn, like not yeah, even yeah, hipster yeah. Brooklyn, like the old school Brooklyn that you hear about in rap songs. Sure. Which was cool, but it was like such a different. And you know, we were like shooting. We were mainly I. I went into Manhattan like twice over the ten days. Wow. We were shooting all all over Brooklyn for the most part. And like days in the subway, there was a lot of subway. We did a lot of shots in the middle of the subway at weird hours That's in cool. that heat and stuff like that. It was a very, very different. Like New York is gritty. Yeah. Like it's t like that city is yeah. tough. It's grueling. Like when you're working like long days mm -hmm. in that heat, you know, and that like taking the train and like you're, it's crowded it's intent like it's and yeah. it's it's a it's gritty it's intense like oh, yeah. i came back and i was like oh. it attacks you sometimes oh my god and, and that it's... was the only complaint i had a wonderful time i love my mother dearly it was a great trip but i'll tell you that you know when you're walking around with a woman that's almost like 70 years of age in right a big city and you know, you got to move and shake it. I'm like going back to like, you know, my city mentality. Yeah, I'm going to get around or whatever. Right. After like a couple days, we'd like hit another like, you know, crosswalk with the red hand. She'd be like, oh, no, 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 take my hand. Let's go. And yeah. like we're walking some teen kid like it's walking. Get the fuck out of my way. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. taking all my bottled up politeness out on like whoever was around because like this fucking place is intense it's like, so it's so it march. really it really does <laughs> it's so hardcore and there's like i mean everybody once people once you're there for a while you start to kind of get used to it yeah but oh, man it's like so different you know like it gets compared to la so often and it's so so like la you have space like there's air you can breathe so much so so different and Sun people doesn't creep out behind a skyscraper yeah especially especially like brooklyn's weird because like i mean we were we shot all over brooklyn so i really like got a good gauge because like you have that whole like weird new hipster component yeah, yeah, yeah. but then you have that like old new york and then there's so much of brooklyn that you're like that had like no one's paid attention to it right like it's sort of been abandoned by the city yeah. And you're like, how could you do this? And then you walk like five blocks and you're like in Williamsburg. It's so weird. Mm -hmm. Full of with like an Apple store and a Whole Foods. And it's just, it's such a weird yeah. place. Like It reminds me of Mexico City a little bit in that way. Like Mexico City where I grew up, it's like you'll have parts like you'll be in one neighborhood where everything will be like super nice and mm -hmm. super dreamy. Mm -hmm. But then you drive 10 minutes away and it's like you see this whole other side of like poverty and just it's just been abandoned that's the only way I could, right. you know and people who've been living in like these houses that don't have good heating or air or all these things for years like all this stuff in brooklyn's like that it's just such a weird dichotomy of stuff mm -hmm. all yeah, the time have that in any big city i think in america i i think so but i feel like degree. but i feel like in new york because new york's so congested or i guess it's it's all everything's so close together yeah. like it reminds me of mexico city like it, like it's so crowded that it's right next to each other like sort of these certain parts and like the, the the fucked up part and then suddenly like the way too nice part are like one block away from each other 
where it I feel like so crammed in. That's right. Yeah. Like and it and it has that sort of crowded feeling that reminds me more of Mexico City than anywhere else in the US I've ever been. Like I don't think it's like DC at all. Like DC is so nice mm-hmm. and so beautifully taken care of and so clean. Like I remember when I first came here I was like, Jesus. Yeah. Is this even a city and there's so much sky cuz yeah, there's no the building. It's like NASA. Yeah. <laughs> well, there, I have other feelings about the metro. Ah. It just doesn't take you everywhere you want to go. No, that's true. But you still, you like, you look up and there's like, you know, there's no skyscrapers mm-hmm. and you have this feeling like you never feel congested. Like in Mexico City, like Mexico City is one of the biggest cities in the world. Like it's packed all the time and it it can feel really, it can feel like very concrete jungle congested. And New York has that same feel. feeling. It's interesting. I've never heard of Mexico City. New York comparison, but I guess I'd never think to look because I've never been to Mexico City. Mexico City's a lot bigger. Yeah, you keep telling me I should go. You should. Yeah. You should. A lot of people have, I've noticed in the U.S., a lot of people have like really weird perceptions of Mexico City. Cartels. Yeah, which is so stupid. Yeah. Like, to be honest, it's just dumb. Mm. Like, if you, I mean, it's, that's all, it's very Trumpian. Like, yeah. really, I mean, it's just a huge, a huge, huge cosmopolitan city. Right. And the only the only comparison to it in the U.S. is New York, where you have a million things to do all the time, a million kinds of restaurants. But then you know you have like certain neighborhoods where like you don't you don't go there. Mm-hmm. You know you have certain neighborhoods where you have to watch your back all the time. Sure. You know, but it's like very very crowded, very trafficy, smog, like all that stuff. I don't know. That doesn't sound that that cool but it's beautiful i like gritty shit like but it but it's got grit but also but mexico is different too because it has like pyramids from the aztecs you know combined with like i love that i what experienced in new york that i hadn't since i've been there last the subway that fucking exhaust smell i hate that smell i fucking love it and it takes me back to the first time i went up there when i was 16 I want to say, and it has not changed. Really? That's some like weird nostalgic shit. I hate that smell. Yeah, I don't know. It just, it hits me. It just bleeds out like hip hop and riding the train and just fucking. What I like about the New York subway is that it gets you where you, anywhere you need to go. Like you can take mm-hmm. the subway and you can get there. Like in DC, if you have to change lines, it's like a fucking mess. Like then there's so many pockets of DC that you can't go. Like yeah. they need a metro line that's a circle. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's basically yeah. like a little star, and there's all these triangles in the middle yeah. of the star that you can't get can't to on the metro. To. Like, they need a circle. Well, there's shit underground. There's things to protect federal land, you know? And then there's... Nah, certain- nah, yeah. nah. It's yeah. all because before, people were just going into work, and then everybody lived in the suburbs back in the day. That's It was just to true. go, like... It was just to go, like, oh, into work, out to the suburbs, into work, out to the suburbs, and there's not... A line that just takes you like around the city in a circle. That's true, and there never will be. You think so? Nah. Are they doing a, something like like a purple line or some shit like that? They, that's supposed to. I, yeah, they're building something like the silver line. I haven't rode on either one of those. Um, when I came up, okay, it was yeah, just the red line, pretty huh. much yellow, blue, orange. And then some of the green. They hadn't built all the green. Really? The green port. is new? Yeah. And there were even parts stations on the red line that weren't around. Okay. Like, uh, Glenmont wasn't always around. Oh, so like the far ones. Yeah. All these stuff kind of under construction. Right. Um, and, you know, as this population expanded and offices opened up, buildings, residentials and stuff, as you say, yeah, like it. 
came out. But then there's certain places people <laughs> don't want you to visit. You know, like they don't. They're never gonna have a stop in Georgetown. Like, you forget it. Well, that's why. But I think that's part of why Georgetown is like on a major downfall. Well, I don't know that we're on a major. Hundred percent, Georgetown's on a downfall. So? Don't get all protective. I have, I, I have a husband in real estate. I know what I'm talking about. Okay. Because there's no metro line, like the wharf, the new wharf, yeah, yeah. is oh, starting to Southwest. replace. Yeah, that's all starting to replace Georgetown. Like a lot of the retail is starting. Like that Dean and Deluca shut down. Like so much of the retail is starting Dean to shut down. Deluca. I haven't been on M Street. Yeah, well, a lot. Well, if you notice, a lot yeah. of the M Street oh, wow. stuff starts to shut down because it's like it's pretty much like all tourists and kids. Wow, Am I because be living it's, in a slum soon. I don't know if it'll ever be a slum, but because be because because of its lack day. because of its lack of metro access, mm-hmm. and it's because it's kind and because it's kind of isolated, it's becoming less desirable. Uh, and you'll see. notice that there's less and less like development there. Like real estate guys aren't building the apartments and stuff there as much. Huh. And it's not because Georgetown is like, hey, it's so cool. It's because no one wants to go there anymore. Yeah. Well, you know, it's that. I mean, that's all right. With I mean, me I mean, a lot of the people that go, I don't want. Them there. I mean, me. I never go to Georgetown because I don't have a car and it's so inconvenient. Yeah. It's so inconvenient. Like every time you got to go, it's like, oh, my God. Like I'll go there to do comedy every once in a while. If you got a zone but, two in your car, you're straight. Yeah. Or if but, you know the secret spots. Yeah. But, but you got to have a car like I like the rest of D.C. I don't have a car. And when I moved here, oh, yeah, sure. I was like, I was like. Okay, I'm gonna try not having a car because my husband was like, "If you want one," I was like, "Let me see what it's like." And now I don't, I don't want one at all. I've been driving my whole life. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe now, actually. Maybe now, actually. Yeah. So what Petey's talking about, guys? Dun 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 dun. I have an announcement, and I'm only gonna announce announce this on the podcast. Here we go. Because if you, I'm not putting anything on social media the whole time, so you gotta listen to the podcast for this information. I'm pregnant. Yeah. Whoa. Almost Woo. six months in. It's a girl. Uh, don't believe anything they tell you about beautiful pregnant ladies in meadows. <laughs> and that, oh my God, you're glowing. I just love it. It's so I feel so good. I love being pregnant. No, it's actually like a fucking nightmare. There's a lot of throwing up. There's a lot of like being tired and summer you get too hot all the time. I'm super excited, super excited to have a kid, super excited it's a girl. But the pregnancy part, not my scene. Yeah. Not my scene. And nobody tells you that enough. It's like if you say that, that's supposed to be like some sort of, I don't know, it's supposed to be like terrible to say. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be like bad for the kid or a horror. But it's like, it no, comes. pregnancy, like you shouldn't, when someone says I'm pregnant, you shouldn't say like congratulations. It should be like, are you okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. And but I'm super excited. We're super excited. Starting a family. Like, bemoan a divorce. You know, if I hear somebody split up, I'm like, okay, well, you're happy. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you. I, I, I feel like people still <laughs> people still don't know what to say with divorce. Like because because a lot of people I've heard when they get divorced get upset when people are like, well, it happens all the time. But it's a super painful, traumatic yeah. thing that people have to go through. So I don't think they've come up with like See, I'm the right like, thing to say. Well, hey, they've got chicks with dicks now. Live your life. You know? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> super sensitive. Yeah, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I mean, I don't, here's the thing, man. There's other situations I think that are even more testing. Like, you know, 
I have a couple friends that lost kids and shit like that, you know. Oh, that's horrible. It's terrible. And they had kind of get-togethers after the fact or whatever, not to celebrate, obviously, or anything, but, like, you know, people to mourn and everything. It was, like, right. a thing that another friend did for a friend. And I remember him sending out an email to everybody and being like, all right, guys, here's, like, a write-up on things you shouldn't say and stuff in this situation. And I was reading them, and I was laughing out fucking loud because I was like... That's like jokes. Who in their right mind would ever say to somebody that just lost a child, like, you could always get another one? Somebody would (laughs) say that? that, What the fuck? There's an instructional manual telling you don't say that or don't say God does everything I mean, people... I mean, people are idiots. People are idiots, and some people need that shit. Some people need that shit. And here's the thing. The God does everything for a reason is, like, the worst thing, but that came from another instruction manual for idiots. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Yeah, it's called the Bible. (laughs) (laughs) What do you believe? You know, you got to think of something that's, like, you know, not hurtful, but maybe a little... I mean, it's horrible. Like, just think, like, go with, with, like, your first empathetic reaction. Just, like, I'm so sorry. It doesn't seem so big no more, you know? Well, because it happens so often. That's my point. Yeah. Because it happens so often. Like, I've heard people who get divorced get upset because everyone's just kind of like, look, it happens all the time. Don't worry about it. Right. But when you're going through it, it's like super traumatic and horrible. Right. And so, like, part, like I've heard people say, like, they wish that there was like a little bit more of like an empathetic general public reaction to divorce. Like when you tell okay. your friends instead of it being like whatever dude yeah. like i mean it can be really really hard like if you're sharing your no, life with someone can. and and then you're not and i guess i guess and it know, gets all legal and shit and that's hard like to compare the two events all right divorce losing a kid okay losing a kid trumps getting divorced clearly, like for sure clearly and i think but i think part of that is because you know an adult's free to kind of come and go as they choose where it's like all right if you don't like the fucking kid you can't just be like well, no it's horrible it's horrible <laughs> you, you can't, can't just be like hey i'm out you know yeah what I yeah mean? no no like, no that's horrible I mean, you can't comp- you can't compare the two cuz that's like like you can't you can't compare no, a lot a, no, a loss of life versus no. but but i'm just saying that divorce is also something that can like be pretty traumatic for people, and people are just kind of like, eh, well, but happens I am all the time. Comparing the two, just your for own the fault. fact that there's idiot manuals for each, there's dummy guides for what to say in each event. But I think that the dummy guides, like for like, it's pretty obvious, kind of <laughs> like how to react. Divorce, so never mind. Yeah, My yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Like, like for divorce, there's not, there shouldn't be a better dummy guide. Yeah. For divorce than there is. is maybe, my point. maybe there's not because there's so much divorce that people like through having to say something and you know they're just like all right well i got through the last one and said the right thing no one cut my head off i think it's just because it's so and it's also it's just so, <laughs> so common next time, and hey, also just go to my go-to line and also like for your friends right as like you're probably with this like how many weddings have you been to yeah, where you're like yeah, this shit's not, this gonna, work not out. gonna work right and then they get divorced and you're kind of like oh man yeah <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, dude. I yeah. didn't see that coming. Right. And yeah. then you like move on because yeah. you've known that that shit wasn't gonna work. Yeah. Someone comes up for and you're years. Just, they're like, "I'm divorced now, dude." You just look and up you're and like, you're like, "Oh yeah, God, the reason." 
Yeah, yeah, yeah or, or people are like, I'm divorced now, and you're like, oh, wow, it took longer than I thought. You know what yeah, I mean? It's like getting a flyer for the pizza joint. Right, right, but when you're in that, but when you're in that, maybe that's a little harder than not, you know, you know, than, than it seems. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, when you're in that, fuck yeah. Even though you made a shitty choice. Right. That that's we all I'm, saw and sure. probably told you about, and then you got mad at me. Sure. But like, what are you going to do? All right, no. Because that's definitely happened to me. It's, it's a big investment. That's why I've never been in a relationship longer than six months. There's nothing to do with You've like, never been in a relationship longer than six months? Nope. Whoa. Yeah, this is deep shit. This is deep this is shit. take like five countercurrents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can unpack that a little bit. Like, I knew you weren't into like, I mean, something super, but you haven't even no. gotten to a year with a girl before? Nah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. You gotta work on that compromise, Petey. Probably. That's a vibe I get. Yeah. That's a vibe You're I right. get. You're not wrong. Yeah. I agree. It's all about, it's all about. It's all about keeping your mouth shut. No, no. No. I mean, in the beginning, dating in the beginning, dating is like a chess game. Then once you get married, you're like, all right, I can let the crazy out. Yeah. You're like, here it is. There's nowhere you can go. Nah, you're fucked now. Especially now, now that I've got the kid in the bank. Yeah. You ain't going anywhere. So tell me what that's like. I mean, in terms of relationship, have you been like being pregnant? Yeah, letting loose a lot. Like no. Josh is just like ha. No, I think no. it's been it's been a huge change in our relationship, and I just have to say like he. This is gonna sound cheesy, but he's just been like the most amazing partner I could have ever dreamt of. It's I great. mean, he's like. I've had like a, I've had a really hard time. I've had mm-hmm. a harder pregnancy. Like I've, I've been really sick a mm-hmm. lot, and he's just been like super. Like he's just super excited to have a kid, and he's been super positive. But at the same time, like understanding that I don't feel well, and goes to the store and gets me whatever I need, and is like really caring and makes sure like a uh, part of the reason that you puke a lot when you're pregnant is that you need to eat all the yeah. time, all the time, all the time, all the time, or you throw up. It mm-hmm. sounds counterintuitive, but it's true. He always makes sure that I have, like, snacks in my purse. Just, like, little, really thoughtful, great shit like that. Mm. And it's made it all a lot easier. Wow. So in that sense, I think... No wonder he it's... wants to take a trip with his mom. <laughs> <laughs> you would think... I would not blame him. <laughs> but he's been, he's been so, so, so great. So I think in our relationship, at least for me, it's just made me, like, appreciate him. Not that I feel like I didn't appreciate him before, but I appreciate him on a whole new level, and I'm like, I really picked the right dude to do this with. That's great. Because if I'd, like, some other some other dude, I yeah. would be like, I'm cutting this shit off now. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you need, having a good partner makes all this a lot, especially if, you're, if you have a harder pregnancy. Like, some girls pregnancy are fine, and it's just, sure. like, so chill, and, oh, I'm just a little hungrier. <laughs> Like, really, bitch, I threw up in a bush <laughs> <laughs> five minutes before I got here. Uh, Did you uh, actually this time, this episode? No, no, not okay. today. But the other episodes, there have been times I've thrown, I've thrown up in, in bush ups, bushes outside the draft house, both Arlington and here, several times. Oh, wow, you hide it well. Thank you. Yeah, the, there's really good ones if you go up the street past Maddie's mm-hmm. and then you cross the street like diagonal. You got like a there's bush that, map. I, I really do. I really, this is how much I puke that like bush. I know that I have like <laughs> barf plants <laughs> because sometimes I've thrown up in the bathroom. Sometimes I've made it to the bathroom here and I've thrown up in the bathroom here several mm-hmm. times. But when I can't make it to the bathroom, if I'm like outside talking to comics or something and I'm like, this is just going to come quick. If you go over the corner past Maddie's, there's some good bushes over there and I puke over there. 
Very good. Yeah, yeah. Never like right in front of the club. You know, I don't want to fuck with their patrons. No, 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 no. It's yeah. business. But I'm saying, when you're having that kind of pregnancy, the kind that I've had, having a, a husband who's dope has been really, really great. And he's just excited. He's so excited to have a kid. And he's so excited that it's a girl. And so he, and he doesn't... Now, he, what? why the... I'm just curious, the excitement of having a girl as a man. Not that that's like, you know... He wanted... So I was the one that was more like, I don't care what we have. Uh-huh. But he wanted a girl more than he wanted a boy before. Because just because I think little girls love their dads. Yeah. So much. And he also comes from a family of all dudes. Oh, okay. He has three brothers. You know, it's a very like dude heavy family. And like all his cousins, all his cousins are guys. And so he just like, he would, he just wanted like a little girl so bad. Yeah, enough brats to go around, you know? Right. I mean, I, I, I was like, whatever we have, cool. But like then I found out it was a girl, and I was like, nice. yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, but as soon as I found out it was a girl, I was super excited. But he is, like, extra, extra, extra pumped, which I think is really important. Like, if you're having a shitty health time pregnancy-wise, if you have someone who's, like, reminding you constantly what this is all for. Right. But not in a way that's just like, just puke, bitch. You're giving me my spawn. <laughs> you know, because there are dudes that are like that. They're like, oh, I don't want to be around this shit. No, yeah, thanks. yeah. yeah, yeah. But no, he's been he's been really, really, really great. It's great. Well, congratulations. Thanks, Petey. Petey's known for a long time, everybody. Yeah, no. This I'm... is it. If he, if he sounds not that excited, it's because he's known for like a good four months or something like that. That's right. So if anyone ever tells you Petey Steele can't keep a secret, oh, Petey, Petey kept the secret for mm-hmm. a long time. You were mm-hmm. the first person in comedy I told. That's right. I'm honored. Yeah, yeah. So uh, on that note. We both have to do our things, responsibilities. We're on our way to a show at Town Tavern. That's uh, right. Before we get out of here, we want to talk about another couple of shows coming up here this weekend at the D.C. Draft House. My main man, Shane Gillis, is coming on our podcast. He's going to be here Friday and Saturday night, 7 and 9 p.m. both nights. Benji Himmelfarb is going to be featuring, and it's going to be a fantastic time so and we'll have him on the podcast and you'll have you know a chance to win a few free couple of tickets that's right and if you want to go over to arlington uh jimmy o yang who you've seen on crazy rich asians and silicon valley is headlining there all weekend i think the shows are 7 30 or some 7 9 company 7 yeah so go check that out uh if you want to go to arlington so we have a lot of great stuff for you this weekend and then uh yeah that's it, because I was going to promote stuff for next weekend, but I'll do that on our next episode. So, yeah, yeah, that's good. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us, and we will see you next Monday. Yeah. Peace. Bye.